0: Short of your own personal reindeer and sleigh, many of us will be relying on Air New Zealand to get us where we want to be this festive season. On Christmas Day alone, the National Carrier is expecting to fly 30,000 passengers. Air New Zealand made it back into the black this year after a punishing period during the pandemic. But there are challenges on the horizon, including passenger disruptions next year due to unscheduled aircraft maintenance. Joining us now in the studio is CEO Greg Four Kia ora. Kia ora. Ah, one of the top questions people will be wanting to know, if they're flying domestically, this festive season. Are they getting a fair deal from Air New Zealand?
1: I think they are, Lisa. It's, um, you know, a different environment than what we've seen previously and we're dealing with cost pressures like everyone else's. You know, we've seen OPEC come out just last week and say they're going to cut back production so I'm not expecting to get any oil relief and like everyone at home, we're seeing you know things go up from dry cleaning to catering to airport landing charges. So our costs are up about 30%. And uh, I think the pricing that we're seeing at the moment, which actually is down about 6.5% domestically, and that's according to New Zealand statistics, and that's what we're seeing internally as well, on about a year ago. But I'm expecting it to stay around there.
0: OK, because let me give you an example. The week of December um, 18th, when lots of people will be finishing work schools out and they'll be on the move. Flying to Dunedin or Invercargill, uh, you're looking about um, 900 bucks up to $900 return. If you are flying a family of four, you know, that is more than three and a half grand. That is flippin' expensive, isn't it?
1: Well, it is, Lisa. And, um, you know, that works out to be, what, about 400 $430 or so, single way yeah you know I was doing a comparison because pricing often does come up in discussions not just with yourself but with lots of people and people go well gee in New Zealand you guys you're running a bit of a monopoly you have some of these routes to yourself it's expensive to fly $400 to go you know one way or $800 $900 to do a return so I checked Australia and I had a look at the prices Um, to get from, say, Sydney to Melbourne, which is literally exactly the same distance as it is from Auckland to Christchurch. You pay about $1,000.00.
0: But people live in New Zealand, Greg, and you are the national carrier and you are back in black in epic proportions, right? So they look at the ticket price and they think you are gouging
1: us. And, and epic proportions means that we've guided for this half, Lisa, to make around about half the profit that we made last year. So I don't think the term epic proportions of profit is correct. And let's go back to the comment that I made. In Australia, with four airlines flying between Sydney and Melbourne, you're going to pay double the price if you book late to get on a Qantas flight as what you would pay for exactly the same distance flying in New Zealand. So, you know, Air New Zealand does a pretty good job at keeping prices down, and I think we're very fair with what we charge. We're dealing with costs like everyone else. I do know that it is expensive, but relative to other airlines... We offer a pretty good deal.
0: Do you put the price up? Does New Zealand put the price up when there is an event? And and people have pointed out Coldplay concert uh, next year. They say before the concert was announced, there was tickets for $69 between Wellington and Auckland. After the concert was announced, they say prices went up to about $200 each way. So when you see an event on the calendar, when it's announced, do you adjust your pricing upward?
1: Well, no, we don't when there's an event. What happens with pricing is that as seats start to run out, then what happens is that the pricing algorithm kicks in and pricing does go up. You know, if the Coldplay concert isn't a success, then the pricing will stay down because... People won't be going there and, you know, there won't be a shortage of seats. So it's not driven by an event. It's driven around what sort of demand is Yeah, and the
0: demand is driven by an event. So the algorithm works to price more expensively if something is happening.
1: Well, it depends on the extent of the event and it depends how many, you know, seats are available at that particular time.
0: And you think that's fair?
1: Absolutely. You don't, you know, you don't run an airline based on saying, well, I'm going to get as many planes as I need for Christmas week. You base it on what you think you're going to need during the year and at times you're going to be a bit under and at other times you're going to be a bit over. So I do think it's fair.
0: Okay, you mentioned international um, operators and, and what other people are paying. We chose a random week. Which is March of next year, the fourth to the twelfth. And we looked at Air New Zealand's prices compared to other airlines. To seven hundred and thirty-eight dollars in New Zealand. Qantas one thousand two hundred ninety-four. LA in New Zealand one seven four one. Air Fiji nine hundred fifty-two dollars. on in New Zealand eight hundred thirty-seven. Fiji Airways six hundred eighty-seven. Chicago in New Zealand two thousand and thirty-five. Uh, and American Airlines one thousand six hundred seventy-six. I could carry on the list. You are charging more than basically all these operators to fly the same route. Are you not competitive with those big players? We
1: are competitive. And, you know, as I said, fares have come down. And if you have a look at New Zealand Statistics Department, they've come down about 16.5%. And that reflects what we're seeing as well. There were some there that you mentioned. I can recall the one on Qantas you mentioned. I think we mm. were considerably cheaper. There are others where we're slightly more expensive. There are others where we are maybe a couple of hundred dollars more expensive. It will depend on how many seats are available on that particular day, on that particular flight. And I think most listeners know that. You get on that site and you can hunt around and you can find some flights that are considerably cheaper than others. And that plays out domestically and internationally. This isn't like heading down to a supermarket and buying Kellogg's cornflakes. It's more akin to, I guess, buying a fresh item which may go out of stock quickly. So prices will vary, but I would say to you that I'm pretty comfortable with where we sit with prices, and we need to be, because if we're not competitive, we can't fill the planes up.
0: At the start of this year, you told me uh, that you expected prices to go down in about eighteen months. That puts us at mid next year. Do you stand by that forecast?
1: Um, look, once again it will depend on what's happening. You know, we didn't have a outbreak in the Middle East when we spoke earlier on this year. No. So what you're now seeing, as I mentioned, is that OPEC have come out. They've, you know, said we're going to cut production. Fuel's a big part of our bill. So do you and reckon it's so going to go in the opposite who knows? direction, Greg? Possibly, who knows? It's very hard to predict. You know, this is an industry where you're continuously dealing with factors quite often outside of your control.
0: Have you got all your planes out of the desert?
1: We do. We've had them actually all out for a year now.
0: So um, you've got maintenance on some planes, which is unexpected, through no fault of your own. You said earlier that you were looking at leasing more planes for more capacity. Are you doing that?
1: That's exactly right. So we do actually have a plane that we leased from Cathay Pacific. Uh, That plane has been flying now for a week. Uh, We're busy looking at more planes. How many more? Um, Two to three more, and we'll continue to progress through with those negotiations. As you can imagine, what's happening in the airline world is not just Boeing, but Airbus, and not just the airframe manufacturers, but also those manufacturers that make engines like Rolls-Royce and GE. They're all struggling to get some of their supply chain back up and running. So what that means is that new plane deliveries have been delayed, and it means that people who lease planes now have plenty of demand. So we've got to get out there in the market and okay. fight to get these planes.
0: We're almost out of time. A couple of quick things. Cyclone Gabrielle still causing problems on the region's road. Mangamooka's and Northland to close. Brindurwins are going to close, um, potentially for a couple of months next year. Can you do something for that region? Uh, people locally have been asking about Kaitaia flights and whether you will change your schedule.
1: Yeah, short term, No. And the reason for that is we've got right at the moment four planes, four beautiful Airbus, what we call A321 planes, with over 200 seats on them, sitting on the ground here in New Zealand that can't fly because we've got those engine challenges. Those four planes will soon go to five. So we're a bit short at the moment. And whilst I would love to be able to expand that network domestically, I won't be able to do that until we get through this engine issue. And that's probably going to be two years.
0: Okay. And before you go, what value of COVID credits are you still carrying?
1: About 200 million. People are moving through those. Obviously, once we extended the deadline by two years, which we did several months ago, then people stop using them quite so actively. We'll start ramping up the campaign for that as we get closer to cut-off you Are you making it as easy time. as possible to, to use them? Yeah, we are, Lisa. I think we've done a good job of letting people, you know, use those on any flight to be able to use them and boost up the fare using cash if they want to, to be able to transfer that credit to someone else. I think we've been been really sensible with how we've managed that.
0: Before you go, uh, growth areas, any additional routes for next year that we don't already know about?
1: Uh, No, we're pretty focused on the ones that we're doing and doing those particularly well and making sure that what we do at the same time is deliver a really good product for the customer. So, you know, lots of new things we've been working on, not just getting the airline restarted, whether it was improving the app or improving some digital capability out there, working on new uniforms, new snacks, plenty of new things happening.
0: Snacks and uniforms – I'm betting that people would rather cheaper airfares than snacks and new uniforms.
1: Well, I think what they want is actually both. So our objective here is to make sure we deliver a great all-round performance.
0: Thank you for your time, Greg. Really appreciate it. That is Air New Zealand CEO Greg Foran. The boss of Auckland's long-anticipated Underground Rail Network is giving no guarantee...